0: Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 173 of Dogcast Radio, which is an in-depth interview with certified end-of-life and pet loss grief coach Wendy Vanderpool. Don't forget, you can find this and all our other shows on our website www.dogcastradio.com. Radio.com, along with a feast of dog-related information and entertainment. Sharing our lives with our beloved dogs is wonderful, but the price we pay for that love is a brutal loss when they die. I've been through this, and I can still unexpectedly be overwhelmed by grief, even though it's coming up to a year ago that we lost our gorgeous Bichon Frise star. So knowing how incredibly difficult losing a dog, or any pet, is... I really wanted to get Wendy's insights and advice. If you are currently grieving for your dog, you're not alone. And there are many of us who understand that intense loss and are here for you. Today, I'm talking to Wendy van Der Poel. Hi, Wendy. Hi, how are you today? I'm fine, thanks. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. I'm Good. really glad to be here.
0: Good, me too. And you are a certified end-of-life and pet loss grief coach. So what does that mean?
1: Um, involve what that involves is I. I first I was a life coach, hmm. and I did some extra work, you know, a continuing ed types type of thing. Hmm. And I had been involved in my massage practice for humans, horses, and hounds just by kind of you know not mistake, but by <laughs> uh, just by. Um, Mm, I don't know. By the universe, basically giving me this direction, yeah. is that my my clients, my animal clients, were the elderly, and people wanted to do something nice for them when their dog was dying, or their cat was dying, or their horse was dying. So they would call me and say, "Well, oh wow, you're a massage therapist, could you please give my dog some massages as they you know as their you know, they're very ill, they're very old, they only have a week to live or maybe a month. So, coupled with my massage practice, I kind of fell into it. Mm. Um, and I just found that over the years, working with people and with their animals as they were dying, it was a very beautiful thing and it was a very beautiful experience. And to be involved in that energy, in that type of environment that when I wanted to do more with it when I was ready to basically retire from massage for people uh, I found the Avenue to to learn more about how to become a end-of-life and grief coach there's nothing really out there for for animals But the person that I studied with was generous and wonderful, and he designed, um, adapted the program so that I could adapt it to what my needs were. Yeah, yeah. Because as you
0: say, it's it's quite a different, you know, when we lose a person, everybody can, you know, other people can um, identify with that. We've, we've, you know, Mm -hmm. most of us have gone through that, but only some of us are lucky enough to have animals in our lives and to have that bond with them so not everybody right. gets that so it, it is kind of i won't say niche is a huge niche you know but it isn't and it's not everybody doesn't get it
1: no everybody doesn't get it but i i think that's changing i am definitely a pioneer in this field mm. and i've been doing it for a long time and that's exciting to me because i do see you know there's the difference in the way people are bringing their pets their animals into their lives and, and into their families. Yeah. So when I see, I mean, I'm also a pet funeral celebrant, so I oh. can officiate pet funerals. Oh,
0: wow. And,
1: yeah, and when I see establishments, you know, funeral homes, crematoriums, specializing or having a, a, a branch for pet funerals and you know cremations and they're real in pet cemeteries it's i see that it's definitely a needed thing in our society yes yeah definitely you know our animals give us so much and you know that i mean yeah. every pet owner knows that right they give us so much and they are the ones no matter if it's a dog or whatever personality your cat might have or your horse there's some level of unconditional love. Yes. I mean, our dogs do it the best, but the other animals can do it as well.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: when our animals die, that's a huge, yes. huge loss. And people offer, oftentimes suffer from more intense grief,
0: mm-hmm.
1: more... Um, you know longer grief periods because they who who do you know i mean i have people that love me and i love them but is there is it 100% unconditional love like our pets give us yeah yeah. Right. <laughs> I know.
0: And the thing is, the dog, right. the, the the dog or cat or you know whatever it is, yeah. and you, you, whoever you know, whichever animal it is that's with you so much of the time, you love yeah. them. I've I've mourned rabbits and guinea pigs yeah. and hamsters, but they they never kind of turn around and say, "No, I'm too busy at the moment. I'm not interested in All you right. at the moment." You know, and that's as you say, they just give and give and give to us.
1: And give and give and give. So when we lose that, we there's a big hole, you yeah. know, in our souls. It's it's a large void. It's a their physical. I mean, there's ways to to hold that beautiful love and that heart, so that they you know their love never goes away. Their love never dies, or their you know their soul their soul never dies. But in the physical, they do, and yeah. that loss is huge and painful. Yes, and painful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: yeah, so I love the fact that one I can do this. Yeah. because it is needed, and our society, we do have strange views about death. Yes. And, and as we get busier in our society, it, what's happening is we're not spending the time for ourselves to feel grief or to mourn or even to respect those that, that, have, that have died, whether they're people or animals. Yes my my desire, my wish is, you know, to just kind of bring it back home, slow us down a little bit and give people a place a safe place to feel okay yeah. you know, you don't have two heads you're not crazy, you're, that you love your pet so much that you want to do a pet funeral mm-hmm. and uh, mourn your pet or take off you know, days from work to spend with your dog before they die yeah. you know, that that's really okay and very normal to do Mm-mm.
0: and I mean when yeah. when we lose again when we lose a person as you say, there's, there's a funeral and there's various rituals that we go through that kind of direct your energy and sort of you know focus those around you and, and, and again it's you know generally people understand what's going on and it's a shared experience and you know can begin to give you closure and, and not that you're going to sort of move on and forget them I don't mean that but it's a shared experience and we celebrate that life And but when you're beloved dog dies what do you do you know that we don't really have um rituals in that way that we kind of we know what to do to to Mm. get through that time
1: right right well my books are really great for that and Mm. i I just love what you just said because (laughs) you know you you basically Said my titles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my titles are, you know, my dog is dying. What do I do? Yeah. My dog has died. What do I do? These are. This is what clients say to me when I get the phone call or I get the email, and they say, "My dog is dying. What am yeah. I going to do?" Yeah. So there are, you know, there's ways to prepare. I'm a big one with my clients. Is when you get that news when your animal when your pet is dying they have a terminal illness yes you're going to feel grief and I you know I help them in my books and in my coaching programs to feel that grief but also start building a plan no matter if you have a week you have a month you have two hours try to get some type of plan together so that you know What's expected of yourself? Like, I have to, I get up in the morning, I cook my breakfast, I feed Ralphie, I go for a walk. You know, having those, all, all those things written down, really, it sounds ridiculous, but it really does help. Yeah, yeah. Control or manage or have, to, to take grief by the hand mm. rather than let grief push you around. Yes. Yeah. Grief, grief is important. We have to feel it. It's important to feel it. But when it starts pushing you around, it it needs to, you know, be managed. Yeah. And there are very simple ways you can do that, and you know, enlightening ways and aware ways of being self-aware. Yeah. So that you can plan. So you can plan for, say, the funeral or. Your mourning period or your memorial that you want to do for your pet. Yeah, does that make sense?
0: Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. If you prepare for it, yeah, you've kind of thought it through and you you are <laughs> prepared. You know, emotionally, yeah. you're you're ready to cope with it. But also, I like the idea of actually writing things down because yeah, grief is bewildering, and you just find yourself. Sitting there, not knowing what to do, and sort of to, to, so to have that. Although, as you say, it's, it's you know, it might be things that it feels obvious that you're going to do every day, but to actually see that written down. Oh yeah, I have to do that now. Might mm-hmm. well help you to actually
1: do it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I know when my dogs were almost every single one of them. I and I'm a list writer anyway. That just yeah. comes with yeah. my, my DNA. <laughs> 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 is is I wrote. Everything down the night before, what I was going to do the next day. Did I keep to those routines? Do my clients keep to those routines every single day? No. But then that's okay. But it just gives you a a guideline. So when you have that crazy anxiety that pops up because somebody said, oh, gives you a a, a myth, like, oh, you're going to get it. You can get another dog. It was only a dog. Or what do you... What are you crying about? Your cat, you know, lived in the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll be, you've got a lot of other cats. <laughs> yeah. When people yeah. throw those curveballs at you, you can go to your list and say, okay, I got to do my email and I got to call my holistic vet. Mm. It, it gives, it doesn't take away the grief, but it gives you a focus. It gives the grief a focus. It gives the grief a job because grief is wonky. Grief has a life of its own and yeah. it it's like a kid on sugar. Way too much sugar. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know? That's a good description, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And you can you can think it's all calmed down and then yeah. it, as you say it just rears up and hits you oh. in the stomach and you think oh, and suddenly you're yeah. crying again and and, yes. uh, and it's it's weird. So what is it's weird? It's having said, it's weird. What is normal grief?
1: Well, normal grief is crying, feeling dizzy, eating, not eating, um, being a little bit introverted, uh, having anxiety. uh, Let's see: rage, anger, depression, sadness, denial. Um, questioning, questioning, like, your spiritual beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Physical symptoms, like dizziness, not sleeping, or sleeping too much. Yeah. Feeling nauseous. Uh, feel, having that feeling that you're living in another world, like, mm-hmm. or you live, like, between two pillows. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Disoriented, being disoriented, being spacey, forgetful—those are all normal.
0: Yeah.
1: However, they can very easily turn into abnormal mm. Great. And so, if if you say you have the social feeling of being isolated or alienated or feeling rejected by people, which is all normal, totally, totally normal. Mm. But if it gets to the point. Where you refuse to come outside, or you refuse to get help, or you know you you call, you know, don't show up for work, and you become where uh, to the point where you can't function. That is when it becomes abnormal grief, and that's when I recommend people to get the proper help. Yes, as a coach, my job isn't to fix. My job is to help people find their goals, how to find their their own process, their inner power, their inner spiritual journey that they experienced with their animal when they were alive, mm-hmm. and how to continue that as they after the animal has gone, has yeah. has died. Yeah. But there's so many different, you know, I'd say the most common or common normal feelings are crying, um, tightness in the chest, restlessness, sleep, disturbances, uh, feeling preoccupied by the loss, even hallucinations. Like most people that, I've, that I have experienced will have even some little hallucinations concerning the loss. Uh-huh. Or time goes very slow. And I, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but that's what I experienced. It's like yeah. It, it all of a sudden, it got the day just forever. Yeah. So, um, and even blaming others. I mean, that's another common normal feeling is blaming, uh, blaming others for the death or the sickness or the illness or the grief. Mm. That it, you know, it was, the, it was all the vet's fault. It was, you know my husband's fault or it was, just, you know, something like that, That all, those are all normal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I know what, I know what you mean about sort of time slowing down and it's, yeah. I can remember when we, we, um, we, when we lost our, when we lost Star and when we lost a, a cat we loved as well, um, Luna and, and you just kind of sit there and you think, yeah. what am I going to do? What am I going to, and everything feels too, Mundane to do, and you yeah. think oh, I, I can't just go and make a cup of coffee, and I can't just do ordinary things, and you don't know what to do, and you just feel trapped there and marooned in this little bubble of, you know, uh, misery, and it, it, it is yeah. a very strange feeling. It's a very strange feeling,
1: but the thing is, as a human, it's that's that's what we that's what we've been given. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as humans, so to, to, it's actually to deny that experience for ourselves would actually make the grief worse. So yeah. it's kind of weird, it's kind of weird, because who, who wants, I mean, grief is uncomfortable, let's face it. Who wants to feel, I mean, ugh, I hate it. Yeah. Um, it, it's annoying, it, it pesters me, it, yeah. <laughs> it gets in my way. Um, and you know again that's that's a normal feeling is to be grieving over having grief and yet it also grief is a beautiful thing because grief and death through all my experience every time I would say almost probably I've had very few people that I've had to refer out to psychologists or medical practitioners is that Grief and death give, allow for life. They give life. Mm. And it can be the life of learning something new. It could be bringing new life into your home, a new pet. It could be something which I love, being an animal communicator, is that our animals are here to teach us about how to be better human beings. So when my people and my clients, are going through their grief and they're feeling their grief, and I hear them say, ah, Ralphie, Ralphie wouldn't want me to feel this way, or Ralphie is okay with me feeling this way. I understand it. I can feel it. I can hear him saying that to me. Uh. They get a new sense of themselves. They become empowered, and they bec- their life becomes richer because of experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Grief stinks, let's face it. But, yes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, the journey, the journey is, is if we take it by the hand, we go through and we do the work. Grief, you know, grief can only be managed. It can only be um, become part of, be a friend of ours or be an adult. I mean, grief is like a, a kid on sugar. Yeah. If we take that sugar away, and we have adult conversations with our grief our life our lives can be incredible yeah. incredible, and it's through their animals its it's a gift from our animals yeah 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 yeah, it's, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: but it's yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it sort of swamps you doesn't it, it just overwhelms yes. you and it's yeah yeah, and as you say, the thing is with when you lose an animal, and now i've been quite lucky because I guess most people that actually know me know. That our animals are, are you know I mean our particularly our i 'm talking about my family our animals i don't mean our generally as in dog lovers all of us, but I mean our animals um are, are so much part of our family and our life that they nobody yeah. would <laughs> dare to sort of say, oh it's just a oh no you know <laughs> so i've never had that i've never had to deal with that and i, I Yes. I, I'm not sure how I would go with that. I imagine noisily, but there we go.
1: But yes, there you, you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there they would go. Um, you know, it, it is, it is a huge thing and, and people, other people that understand that's fine, but a lot of people that sort of don't understand. Mm-hmm. And, and so tell me about some of the
1: myths of grief. Yes. Yes. The myths of grief. That's, that's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can just go right through them if you want me to. Yeah, great. Great. Okay. Um, the first myth that I always like to help my people with, and that they're listed in my books very clearly, mm. and also on my website, um, I have a free gift on my website that people can download that mm. lists, the, lists the myths. But the first one that I think is really important it it's um, is it selfish and extravagant to mourn and grieve the death of a dog or an animal, you know, any type of animal, when our world has so much human suffering
0: yeah yeah okay. i felt I, I have felt that one because yeah you know I, I was saying this to you earlier that sort of i i'm very good in, when i'm in a normal state of mind and when someone else says to me you know oh do i have the right to feel like this you know and i can mm-hmm. say yes yes absolutely but when right. when and it, the, the first time it really hit me was when we lost our cat and that was mm-hmm. sort of the first mm-hmm. time i'd lost a, a, an animal of mine if you like and mm-hmm. And I, it really hit me like a ton of bricks, and I was so right. upset. And I actually did think, can, you know, should I be this upset over a cat? And it's such a mm, stupid right. thing. To, you know, now I'm thinking, that's a silly thing to think. Because, yes, of course, you <laughs> loved her, and she loved you, and you, she was here for you, and, and that was that. Right. But right. at that time, I, I was so vulnerable, and I actually thought, you yes. know, should I feel like this?
1: Right, right. You had the guilt. That's, that's another very normal feeling of grief, is guilt. So, yeah, you're feeling guilty because, you know, oh, do I have the right? Or yeah. should I? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. It's, you know We're capable of giving both humans and, you know, human animals and other animals and grieving them both simu- simultaneously. Yeah. You know, yeah. one doesn't have to detract from the other. No. And here's the thing. I think, I mean, you probably know and your listeners might even know people that, don't love or maybe even hate animals, mm-hmm. which I don't understand no. um, mm-hmm. but when as compassionate animal lovers, that shows that we have a compassion and love for the world at large. Mm-hmm. so by grieving over the loss of your dog or your cat or your horse or your goldfish, um, that just shows you know that's debunking the myth it's it's saying you know what, I'm a really good person. I I love the world. I love the fact that I can feel such compassion about life and death. Mm-hmm. And it does not detract from human suffering because, you know, it just doesn't. It's just, it's a myth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a myth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. The other one that I find is really great is, is, I don't know if if you've ever heard of the seven stages of grief.
0: Yes, sort of denial and bargaining and...
1: Yep, 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 yep. So some, I mean, I get a lot of people that say, oh my gosh, you know, I was told that I have to go through all seven stages of grief and I have to go through them in exact order. Mm. The thing about grief is that it... like I've mentioned before and what you and I talked about, it has a life of its own mm. and it's not a prescribed list and it's tenacious and it digs into your daily routine. Mm. So the last thing I really talk about with my clients is to not take upon that responsibility that you have, and be worried about following the seven stages of grief in exact order because it will come Mm. and if you know the seven stages of grief you'll it'll just unfold naturally and that's all that needs to happen so that is usually a very it's another very popular myth that people get very worried about and have anxiety around yeah yeah Yeah. and
0: as as you say sort of like it's like a kid on sugar and it sort of grabs you unexpectedly but i find as well you you kind of think well you know I'm, i'm i'm getting better I'm, I'm feeling better i'm yeah. getting stronger and then suddenly you go back to but why you know <laughs> whatever it is that's wrong at that right. point. why why was the car there why she was too young right. you know and that right. anger just comes for me anyway right. the anger comes back you know, why oh sure
1: oh sure and that's that's normal yeah <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> normal and but and you and and Yes, when we're really in grief, and we're really doing grief, and it's fresh, and it's new, and it's raw, it's a whole different thing than, like, the conversation that you and I are having right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, your 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 cat just got diagnosed with a, a terminal illness. What the hell are you going to do? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So that's, like, that's a shocker. Um as it progresses and as the understanding and the knowledge becomes more and more as to what you're going through, what you're feeling and understanding, you, your mind, you'll, you'll be training your mind to say, oh, okay, what I just did is I just had grief, that was fine. And even though I was feeling okay, I understand now I'm really angry again. But that's just the roller coaster ride. Yeah, I had. I was feeling really good. I was really up on top of that roller coaster, and boom, down it came. Yeah, um, and it's that's all. It's just that understanding. It's when we don't understand the roller coaster ride. That's where it gets gets scary yeah. and fearful and difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: But we we more than ever, I think today, we want quick answers, quick fix- fixes. Yeah, you know think we don't want to work through the stages of grief in whatever oh, no. order we We just want to feel better now.
1: Right, right, exactly. That's that's so true. And that, there's just no way around it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you've got to work on, on your grief. You know, time, grief will never go away. Yeah, yeah. Never. I mean, I don't know about you, but I still grieve a lot of things in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it mm-hmm. changes. And, you know, that knowing that grief will never go away and just understanding that it will change can help too. Yes, yeah.
0: Um,
1: But yes, we do live in a society where we want instant fixes. Mm -hmm. And you just can't do that with grief. Yeah. We have to experience, we have to grieve, we have to mourn. Um, We have to, you know, teaching our children how, you know, what death is a healthy death. Um, is also, you know, it's also very important mm. and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: definitely. Mm. I mean, it's well, mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, you know, grief can be very inconvenient. We, we yeah. lost, um, my daughter lost her Bishop free star at the beginning, beginning of December last year. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and of course, with Christmas looming and, and you just think, you know, well, what do I do now? That, that was a real dilemma. You know, do, I, do I try and have a normal in any way Christmas? And, and we, we put it, we'd, we'd just kind of bought the tree actually, and we'd got the tree in the lounge and we hadn't mm-hmm. put any decorations up. And it stood there for another week before we put any decorations on. And then we thought, well, this is silly. We will put some decorations on. But we did, we went through the motions of a lot of things, but it felt, that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And we were saying afterwards, it felt a really flat Christmas because we just yeah. couldn't get into the spirit of it we tried and we as though we went through the motions and we we had trees and decorations but it it was flat
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right you were numb you had that numb yeah, yeah that numbness that's surreal real feeling that you weren't quite uh, walking on the planet <laughs> mm. <laughs> right
0: yeah it just yeah. felt wrong just felt off and we kept going you know you get to the point sort of where you go what's r- oh yes it's star it, it, you know it's sort of it, you just felt off And then you'd be distracted by something and go, yeah, I know why I feel off, you know. So
1: that's hard to push. I mean, that's hard to say, okay, I don't want to feel this anymore, so I'm not going to feel it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can stuff it down, people do. Um, And people get through it, you know, obviously we do. Um, But is there a new awareness from that or um, a life-changing event or, you know, has that person, have we closed ourselves down? Because we stuffed our grief down so much that we you know we can't get another pet because we just can't go through it again mm. you know it it's 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 a very that's why I love doing what i do yes. is because yeah. the it's it's such a weird <laughs> emotion <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah it's a very weird emotion <laughs> it is yeah
0: yeah do you know yeah. say that go, going sort of getting another pet and going through it again i can remember the first time buddy was um my, my labrador buddy is is 13 oh. and a half now um oh. and i yeah and uh, but when he was i think he was about nine before he was seriously ill and, and he had um uh, he had a, a skin cancer a a Mm. mast cell tumour. And, you know, when you're told your dog has got cancer, it just, again, just Ah. hits you like a tonne of bricks. And it's like, oh, my goodness. And and I just kind of went round looking at people with puppies and younger dogs going, you don't know what you've signed up for. And I just sort of really felt uh-huh. sorry for them and kind of going, oh, you wouldn't be doing this if you knew what was in store. And that was, yeah. that just kept yeah, to, yeah. you know, And, and it is, it's, it's, you kind of think, oh, do I want my heart to be battered again like this? It, it is a, a difficult right. thing to get through,
1: isn't it? It is a difficult thing to get through. And, you know, that's, Again, it's, it's personal choice, of course. Yes. You know, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person because, you know, oh, gosh, I can't go through this again. No, no, it doesn't mean that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I mentioned before is, like, death allows for life or gives life or, you know, brings life. think, I mean, I know from, like, my clients and, when, when, you know, working with them through pet hospice and then after the, their pet has died, and from my own personal experience, is there was always something that that particular pet taught me that I could pass on to my next pet. Mm. And case in point, my my dog Marley, who was my soul dog, she was my heart dog. Mm. You can is on the cover of my book, and she's throughout my website, and. She died way too young at 12 years old. Everybody was saying, oh, she was old. She had a good life. Oh, my goodness gracious. Just, mm. I, I wanted to bite their heads off.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know,
1: you don't say
0: that to somebody. No. <laughs> no. You know?
1: it, was, it was her time. She <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, and she, it, throughout our life together, she taught me happiness. Mm. Her, she demanded me I, was, I went through a very depressed period in my life and oh. she just was there for me and reminded me in, in her way to be happy and make choices to be happy and and I continue that and that's my gift to her Is I made that promise to her as she was being euthanized that I will always remember that that she gave me that and I will never forget it and I will be sure to live my life and make happy choices. Yeah,
0: yeah. And oh, yeah.
1: the next dog that came to me is was a scared little rescue puppy. And she's now like this happy, happy,
0: <laughs> happy,
1: happy, happy, happy being because I remembered Marley, you know. Yeah. I said, okay, what would Marley do? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, it. you know... I hear what you're saying. I definitely hear what you're saying. And again, that that and I've been there too, and my clients have been there. Is you're in the grief. You that ton of bricks has hit you. Mm. You're going walking around in circles in your living room. You putting you know your car keys in the refrigerator. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah. you go, what the heck am I going to do? What what do I do first? And you see. Out of the corner of your eye, you see a joyful little puppy or a joyful little kitten or a pony or whatever, and you go, oh, man, those people. <laughs> <laughs> that anger, that, you know, that whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, does matter, that feeling, that is, again, part of the grief process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And many people will feel guilty about having those feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's all normal. Yeah. All normal. Yeah. 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 Now,
0: you, you, you mentioned something there that obviously can, can make our feelings when we've lost our pet even more complicated is if we've had to make that terrible decision to have them euthanized. Yeah. So, you know, what, what, what if, what how do you deal with that? How do you get past that feeling of, you know, that you've had to take that decision? How, how do you work through that?
1: Yeah, the euthanasia. That's that's a very personal decision, and everybody goes chooses it differently. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of things that I that I help people with, especially in my first book. Either the my dog is dying or my cat is dying, and I talk about that. And it's a tough decision. I mean, it's but it's again, it's also. A decision that can really give a, you can give a lot back to your animal by doing so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the two big questions that I get are, how do I know? what people will say to me, How do I know when the right time is?: Yeah, And when is the best time? They're, they sound very similar, but they're really different. Mm-hmm. Some of it's pretty obvious, and probably most of your listeners will know this, and pet lovers will know this. When the quality of the life of your animal is no longer the way it was,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so when they're losing their dignity, and you know when they're when they're in pain, those are the obvious. When your dog or cat or horse can't walk, or they're not responding to you, their bodily functions are no longer working right. Uh, when they lose their and dignity, and I always say to people too, and this was a vet, my holistic veterinarian said this to me with one of my dogs is when your animal tells you. Your animal will tell you when they're ready. Mm. And the other thing I say always, I really, really, it's really important, is to not do grief alone. It's very important to have a a good support team. Mm. It's not so easy to get a good support team because you're going to really learn who your friends are (laughs) and who they aren't. (laughs) Yes. You know? And the other is I'm I, I a little biased because I'm a pet loss grief coach. I, I think having a coach is a great idea because especially one that's trained in being a pet loss grief or end of life for pets because we get it. Yes. And we can help, you know, taking everything in consideration, your vet's opinion, um, the stage of your dog, all that and help you help the client, help the person come to their own personal decision. Because that's where it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. You know? Your vet might say, oh, yeah, you're, you're, they, I mean, they said it to my dog. Your dog has one week to live. So you might want to think about euthanizing her right now. We can do it right now. Oh. Holy moly. I was yeah. like, no way. No, 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 no. I'm taking her to my holistic vet. I'm going to find something. I'm going to get her opinion first. Mm. She lived 10 more months. Wow. Because yeah. she was on holistic earth. Yeah. Yeah. And when a time came, when was the right time to euthanize Marley? We did ask her. And it happened in the morning. She had a really rough night. And she looked at me, and I looked at her, and, and I had been talking to her. I said, you know, I was telling her, Marley, it's okay you can die now. You, know, you can go now. Mom and dad are going to be okay. You taught mm-hmm. us a lot. We love you. We don't want you to be in pain. I mean, we, we told her this every single day. It's important to tell, and I encourage my clients and your listeners, if you're in this situation, is to talk to your animal and let them know how you feel mm-hmm. because they will hear you, and they on some level they are going to hear you. Well, she just looked in her eyes, and I, we just knew, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was just one of those things. It was a different look. It was a different feeling. And I just heard, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to go. Mm. And, you know, was it tough? Yeah, it was really tough. It was, horrif- it was horrible. It was horrifying. We were afraid. We, um, you know, my clients go through the same thing. But as I mentioned in the beginning of our, our show here, is is if you know and if you have certain things planned ahead you will have more time to deal with what is important at that time right yeah. so instead of being crazy and wonky and full of anxiety and full of chaos because your your grief is off the charts, if you, you know, then I'm talking about a particular instance, if you um, have a dog that, you know, is isn't, or a cat that is, you know, going to be sick for a long period of time, it's not sudden, uh. is to know who your vet is. Know who your vet, if you're going to euthanize, know where you're going to do this. No, have it in mind, and don't wait till the last minute. Yeah, if you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. I think that's so important, and that does help your grief. Yeah. Not you're going. You're going to still have it, but it's you're going to be able to pay attention to what's really important, and that's your animal. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you have yeah. to sort of comfort yourself with that thought that you. You, you do it for the animal's sake don't you? Yeah. Not, not for your yeah. sake for the things right. right for them yeah, right.
1: Right. definitely because yeah. I'll tell you something here it's when if you don't wait until the end you know when your dog or your cat has reached the end of his or her life to make these decisions you're, the guilt guilt is one of the biggest things that surround yeah. euthanasia yeah, did I do at yeah. the right time? Did I do the right thing? Did I, did it hurt my animal? Did is my animal mad at me yes, because yes. I ended their life? You know, the guilt just mm. it 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 gets you know it, it's like getting shot out of a rocket uh, yes. cannon. You know, boom! Mm. By having it pre-planned and kind of having an idea, it helps that. To fizzle out that cannon <laughs> yes but if you will <laughs> mm. yeah.
0: yeah 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 it's uh, it is a complex area another mm-hmm. another um, complicated situation that sort of i've, I've come across is uh, and I mean people listening you know might be in this position um, one of my friends has an a, a assistance dog that um, had mm-hmm. to be retired, um, and yes. she's in the ver- very difficult position then of the dog hasn't died but it's it's, it's there's a, there's mourning going on there's grieving going on because that that partnership that very close partnership has yeah. come to an end and the dog right. goes and, and lives somewhere else and you know mm-hmm. th- this happens to guide dogs and mobility assistance dogs and all kinds of, of dogs um, mm-hmm. you know and that, and that that working life comes to an end and that Brings to an end that that partnership working with the human partner. Um, mm-hmm. So, what what would your advice be for anybody in that situation? Because the dog isn't dead, and so it's you know much yeah. more complicated. But it is still like a bereavement, isn't it?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. It's 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 a loss. The grief is going to be pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I say that in quotation marks. You know, you're going to feel. People will feel. The anxiety, the sadness, the anger—it um, will have a different topic, of course. But the grief is normal, and it's—it's it's a huge loss. because it's, it's almost—it is really, you know, it, having a service dog is—you rely on them so much. Yeah. It's part of you. It's—it's it's your arm. It's your leg. It's your—it's—it's it's your voice. It's your a heartbeat, you know. Yes. It's, yeah. it's 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 there because it's it's there because it it will save your life from a, se- a type of seizure or or whatever. Mm. So it it part of it is that part spiritually is you're losing part of your it, what I when my clients that I've worked with in, in that way they're losing part of their soul. That's what they feel like spiritually. Mm. Mm. Um, it's a very difficult thing to go through. Yeah. Yeah. It, again, it's just about giving it time, giving it self love, giving you lo- you know giving yourself love, mm. and um, mm. it's it's not easy. I will I will definitely just, yes. I will say that it's it's not easy, and it is very very complex. Mm. Personally, I don't understand why the animals have to go live somewhere else, but I know that you know organizations have different rules. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I mean, I do understand it, but I also don't understand it. Uh,
0: yeah, I know human. what you mean. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, because here's the thing, that dog is probably grieving too. Yeah, yeah. Grieving the loss of its human partner. mm Because that dog was trained to take care of your friend and mm. to be with your friend and be dedicated. Oodles and oodles percent. Yeah. And that was, that was the dog's life. mm and job and so you know me having to not not be in that presence in that energy and in that state that dog is probably going through grief itself yeah. I mean I've ex- I have I have experienced where dogs when they lose their doggy partners you know they they grieve mm. so it's it's you know it's it's real and in what I can you know it all, again it all depends on the person Mm. Some people can set up visitations, which I think are great It mm. can be very healthy, but that could also not be comfortable for either the dog or the person because it gets confusing.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Um, but I think if if the person can do that and the dog is comfortable with that, I think that's a very healthy way to, to deal with that transition. Mm. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, and, and also too, it's, you know, it's, that loss also opens up to a new partnership too. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's important to embrace mm. that new partnership. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It just struck me that was so, in in some ways, harder because, you know, if, if your dog is dead you know there's no two ways about it you, you, you right. can't go and see him but if, if the dog's still there somehow and you think oh yes. gosh that's in some ways yes. that's you know I wish I could you know and, and then you think yeah but I wish I could just nip up to heaven and see you know the yes. star yes. and, and, you, and yeah. then so it's, again it's very complicated it's it is stranger. very complicated yeah. And, yeah. and
1: you're you're totally right in some ways it was, it's easier when the pet has died
0: yes yeah
1: because um, you know the, the person that has that has had that service dog there's a, almost like an un, unfinished
0: yes yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah yes maybe that's that's the, the thing isn't there isn't um you can't get uh, i can't think of the word um resolution you can't get sort of
1: resolution right yeah
0: and you, yeah. you can't sort of begin to move on because you know you're still thinking oh are they okay are they you know so yeah
1: Difficult. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah it's having said it's you know it's such a complicated personal um area grieving you know we we could talk about this all night and still have things left to to oh yeah still to I'd, still,
1: uh, I'd still be talking about yes. it <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes but i mean do you, is there anything else that you sort of wanted to say about that we haven't covered yet you know, that, is there anything else you wanted to say
1: uh yeah yeah, I think what I would I would love love to say is to your listeners is take care of yourselves. Um, grief is tender; it hurts. It can bring up a lot of fear and anxiety. And to not push, I think that's really important. To really take care of your physical body, your emotional body, and your spiritual body during this time. Your dogs and your cats really want you to take care of yourself too. Mm. Um, and don't do it alone. Find find a safe community. Find a safe support group, yeah. um, a coach or even you know a counselor or whatever. And I have a lot of wonderful resources on my website, uh, Center for Pet Loss Grief. And if people would like, I have a meditation, free meditation and a free um, list of the myths. That re- are really helpful that you can download and just kind of put in your back pocket so you can be prepared.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And prepare. Just be prepared. Uh, and it will not take anything away from your experience with your sick pet or dying pet if you prepare and take care of yourself. It will only make you stronger. Yeah. And be able to be there for them, which is really the most important thing. Yeah. to be there for them yeah yeah, yeah. definitely
0: i mean yeah. if anybody is going through this at the moment listening to this um you know it is a horrible horrible time and it's a confusing time and yeah. bewildering yeah. and you don't know really what's going on so yeah do reach out to somebody you know just reach mm-hmm. out and ask for help and and you know and i, I imagine you won't mind me saying you know if if nothing else, email me or email wendy because mm-hmm, you know definitely we've been through it it's, it's a horrible yeah. time so just you're yeah. not on your own you're not the only person who's you know felt all this and again that's the thing you do think i wonder if anybody else has felt this you know yeah. yes they have not exactly your grief obviously grief is personal but right. you know right, right. similar feelings mm-hmm. so you're not mm-hmm. on your own you know and, and don't right. Don't yep. feel that.
1: Mm. Yeah, you're, we're not alone. I mean, there's a great community out there. Yes, <laughs> there are, you know, we're we're not quite underground anymore. We're you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just finding those people that are not going to look at you with like you have two heads. Yeah, when you're when you're crying for the loss of your cat or your goldfish or your snake or your or your dog or your cat. Yeah, um, yeah. And when you do, I think it's really important. Though, I would like to say. Is in my in my all my books I talk about that in, in detail about how to prepare yourself for some of the silly things people are going to say. Because I will tell you, people, and we've all said I have said silly things mm. about to people before I knew better. You know, before yeah, I learned yeah. is what triggers grief. But when people trigger your grief, you do not need to take care of them, and I think that's really important because. As people, we we feel like, you know, I, when somebody says, "Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss," even though that's a very common statement, it can really trigger people's grief because mm-hmm. all of a sudden now they have to take care of yes. somebody else. You know, it, it. We didn't by saying you're sorry, you, you didn't cause the grief. Oh. You know, you didn't cause the death. It, and a better thing to say is, "Oh, I, you know, I have compassion for what you're feeling. Do you want to talk about it?" yeah yeah but what I would like to say too to your listeners if there's anything that somebody says to you that makes you uncomfortable that triggers your grief you don't need to educate them I tell my clients to just take you know gently take a breath compose yourself and just either say thank you um, you know I need to go use the restroom yes um, <laughs> you know and yeah. and leave you know it it's it's really so important during this tender raw time is to take care of yourself yes yeah Yeah. absolutely you know
0: that's that's all you have energy to do isn't it at that
1: point yeah I mean you're taking you're a caretaker if your dog or cat is still alive to them but you also need to caretake yourself Mm.
0: yeah yeah Yeah. Mm absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. um Thank you ever so, that, ever so much for that, Wendy, because it's, it's a, it is a very difficult time. And, and yeah. so to get some, some guidance and some help, um, yes. you know, and just to be told that what you're feeling at that time is, yeah. is normal. Yeah. Don't worry, you know, you'll get through it. It's you'll a, a marvellous, it. yeah, it's a marvellous thing you do. Thank you ever so thank
1: much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you,
0: thank you. And I loved being on your show. It was wonderful. Thanks to Wendy for taking the time to share her advice with us. I liked the fact that she offered lots of practical tips there to cope with the onslaught of grief that can engulf you at the loss of a beloved dog. We have a link on the Dogcast Radio site to her Centre for Pet Loss Grief site. And if you are struggling with life after loss, do get in touch with Wendy or me or someone because suffering on alone is not the best thing to do. I hope you found that interview useful and comforting. And until next time, look after yourselves and your dogs. at dogcastradio.com. When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. That way we can include them directly in our programme. We can accept most formats, for example, WAV MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com. And as ever, the final word goes to Jenny. Did you hear about the dog who gave birth to puppies on the side of the road? She was ticketed for littering.